Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains, along with Mark Eckel, I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles tight end Ken Dunnick. And, Mark, there's a lot of words that can characterize this loss. I'm thinking lifeless, demoralizing, disgusting, shocking. We're going to talk about it at length. But first, I want to mention our sponsor, Jersey Men and Philly Man, is more than just an upscale men's magazine. Our Legacy Club Business Network has over 300 members and is a vital tool for local business networking. If you would like more information on how Jersey Men and Philly Man can help you and your business, please call 856-912-4007 or email ken at jerseymanmagazine.com for more information. So, Mark, you and I have been around for a while. I cannot remember feeling as bad about a loss as I did. Now, back in the Andy Reid days when we lost to Tampa Bay in the playoffs in Carolina, it it, it may equate to that, but for the Birds to play their arch rival and to come out and play a lifeless, flat football game, to me, is beyond comprehension. What what were your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've I've seen, like you said, worse losses where – like you, Tampa Bay comes to mind. That's so all to me. That's number. That will always be number one. Um, I hope it stays number one. I hope it's not one worse than that. But um, but this one was like they got beat by Tampa Bay. You know, I mean that game. It, it, they they didn't fight back in this one. Well, we didn't have a flicker of life in this that's, game. Like, Nothing. That was, that, normally, was, normally that there's was, ebbs and flows in football games. Yeah, where there was no ebb, jump, there was and then we kind of, there was nothing there. I mean, and how was, does that happen against the Cowboys? After your coach, and that's the thing, too, and I got to take Doug Peterson to task a little bit, is that if you're going to go up there, if you're going to go on the radio and say, we're going to win this game, and I know he said, I didn't guarantee it. Well, you said we're going to go there, we're going to win, we're going to be in first place. Well, you didn't win, you're not in first place. So yeah. whatever you said wasn't true. All right. If you're going to say that kind of stuff, your team can't come out and play like that. That's a, to me, that's a slap in his face, too, that the team knew he said that. Yeah, you know what? I'm listen. We I differ a little bit with you on this, and and here's my point with the Peterson thing. He's coming off a, a bad loss against Minnesota, and yeah. you know Doug's not the kind of a guy that is, is braggadocious or no. comes at you with bravado. But what I think what he was trying to do was build his team up by saying, "Hey, listen, we're going to go down to Dallas and win a football game." It wasn't a guarantee, like Joe Namath said, "We're going to win the Super Bowl." I guarantee it. He was trying to pump his team up, but you're it didn't right. Work. That's if my point. Peterson is going to make that statement. His team has to back him up. Yeah, that that's what I'm getting at is <clears throat> the team knew he said that. And they go out and play like that. It was almost like a it will show him. You know, like they they embarrassed him. It, that, that was an embarrassing effort. Well, let's talk all, about all facets of the game. Let's talk about some of the embarrassing moments. First of all, uh, Lane Johnson, probably his worst game as an Eagle. Would you agree? That's right up there, yeah. He, he was I mean, uh, you know, he's he's missing people. He's not pass protecting. At first, it was Andre Dillard, who is obviously not quite ready for prime time, but he was thrown in there with the injury to Jason Peters. We're going to talk about the mounting injury list for the Eagles in a second. But, you know, I'm thinking early in the game, will you slide protection to Dillard's side, maybe keep a tight end in or a running back to help chip on the blind side? But then Lane Johnson starts to lose his guy. I say, well, what do you do now? Both tackles aren't blocking anybody. You, you, you see what happens when both. And, again, you have to get, you know, those two guys, you know, Lawrence and Quinn are two pretty good. Two pretty they good sure are. Fans. They weren't going against, you know, some undrafted six, you know, some free agent off the street. No, they're, they're, they're good, good players. players. Good players. I mean, 
again, some of the credit has to go to the Cowboys. They, the Cowboys did play well. But like I said, the Eagles didn't fight back. Usually in a when two, and I think they're somewhat evenly matched teams, you know, okay, you take, a, you take the punch in the face and then you, you, you hit them back. Well, the Eagles never hit back. The whole game, they never hit back. They got it close. They got it to 14-7. And then they went three and out on it, and then that Dallas went down, scored, and that was that. I mean, it, it, was, it was it wasn't a game. It wasn't a it wasn't it wasn't a football. It wasn't a fight. It was it was if it was a fight, they would have stopped it. So explain to me how a team on paper who we both agree it probably has more talent than the year they won the Super Bowl, other than Nick Foles, obviously. But you look at a franchise like New England, and their mantra is "Do your job," right? I guess the Eagles' mantra is. We did our job once, and that's enough. You have to have sustained excellence. And this team, who won a championship just a couple of years ago, isn't showing that kind of pedigree. Well, I think the talent on this team was 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 overrated by by them, obviously by the Eagles themselves. How can it be how can it be overrated when the same roster wins a Super Bowl? Well, it's not the same roster. Where's well, Chris Long? It's, it's pretty it's pretty close. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, there are some exceptions. There always are, but the. The, the majority the of this team. Where's Patrick Robinson? They could use but, him now, couldn't they? Well, sure. I mean, but you, you lose players and you, and you gain players. Hey, how well, do you explain the players they gained? That's what I keep saying. Like, people keep saying, oh, they, you know, they're in, they have to put this kid. Well, Dillard's a first-round pick. Sidney Jones is a second-round pick who can't play dead. He stinks. Right. He right. shouldn't be in the – I don't know what – I guess that Achilles has ruined him because he can't play in the NFL. He's not an NFL player. No, he, was titled as, he was titled as a, a steal, a first-round oh, yeah, draft choice. Great. How is, that was how great picks. He can't cover anybody. No. I mean, you know, they, they, every, you know, he was supposed to be a first-round pick. He tore his Achilles in a, in a pro day workout. Which, which is, is a tough you know, injury. I will, I've, I've done it myself. I don't know how yeah, to come I mean, back. Yeah, he's like never he – he's not good enough right now. He's just not good enough. And now he's, he's, he's so far on the depth chart that, I mean, it's only a matter of time before he's not even on the team, I think. You know um, – these linebackers, we've talked about the linebackers. They're not well. They had, well, they were without Bradham, which hurts them. And, right. You know, you know, Gary he's, he's is the only legitimate one. They real legitimate one they yeah. have, and he wasn't there. And you know, they're putting out Gary in this hill, and they're not. You know, they. I think they. I don't know. I'm. I'm just going to say that I think the Eagles thought their roster was better than it really is in a lot of areas. All right, you let's know, talk they, about. Let's talk about a guy who did step up in the Super Bowl and Nelson Aguilar, who to me, listen, you can get beat. You can go down fighting when you don't leave your feet and dive and risk breaking your neck for a catchable ball. That's when you lose me. And that pass that Aguilar just gave up on after he had beaten the defense, it was a little overthrown. The angle might have been a little bit deceiving, but you've got to lay out and at least try to catch that football. And he just gave up, and that's a bad look. That is a bad it is. And when it first happened, now, again, I'm watching it on, on TV. and I'm not, I'm not watching it like, you know, I'm not covering the game, so I'm not watching it like I, well, I'd, I'd have been there if I was covering it. But, you know, I'm, I'm watching it just like anybody else on TV. When it first happened, that's not what I said. I didn't say, oh, I, go, I, said, I, I misread. I thought, I said, oh, Wentz missed him. Then when I saw the replays, I was like, oh, geez, he, he didn't miss him by that much. It was only he a step away. You lay out, yeah. you dive for the ball. You, he, you know, he, he, it looked like he just, he, to me, and I, I, like, I like Aguilar. I, mean, I do, I too. Everybody's down on him right now with, with justifiable cause. But it looked to me almost like he, he, he looked like an outfielder 
misplaying a fly ball. Like, he didn't know where it was. Hard to, hard to believe. Asterisk is bad. If that's the yeah. case. And you know, let's not let's not forget, you know, Jim Schwartz, who I thought was badly outdressed by the Dallas offensive game plan. One of the most wide open receivers that, that I've seen on that on that boot. Oh my out. god, on that tight end thing? What was that? Amazing. I don't know. I mean, everybody uh, negated the responsibility. Now, I'm going to give Dak Prescott some credit. He played really well in that game. As a matter of fact, that ball he threw on the sideline that beat cover two to Amari Cooper was as perfectly thrown ball as I've seen all season. So, But the bottom line is Dallas, they came ready to play, and the Eagles did not. No, that's what I'm saying. They didn't even – listen, if Dallas beat them, it's, it's in Dallas. They, Dallas was a three-point favorite. It's not like – Oh my God! But to, to lose like that, like I, you know, like like we both said, not even li- like you use the word listless, and that you can't be. You, there's only 16 of these. Baseball teams can have listless efforts. They play 162 of them. You know, you're going to have some of them. Even basketball, you play 80, 82. I mean, you only play 16 of these things. You can't be listless, and, and when, when you when you only have to play 16, you you need to show up 16 times. I agree. They're all they're all precious. So let's talk about roster moves and injuries. You know, bad news. I thought a guy that I loved his motor, Hassan Ridgeway, is now put on yeah, reserve with with, a, with an ankle injury. Deshaun Jackson still nursing the groin is questionable for this week's game. The ongoing saga of Jason Peters and Darren Sproles, who are always hurt and are, are aging, and we've talked about this, you and I. Uh, it's probably time for them to be put out the pasture. Avante Maddox, who had the concussion uh, a couple weeks ago in Green Bay, is still in concussion protocol, not expected to play. And Nigel Bradham, who we just mentioned, has the ankle. Of course, Malik Jackson and Tim Jernigan are on injured reserve. And this Eagles defensive line, who looked to be a strength coming into the season, has now had to pick up a couple guys off the practice squads, Albert Huggins and Anthony Rush. They did release Akeem Spence this week and Orlando Skandrick, who you know, made a, a nice strip sack for a touchdown the week before. But a, a lifeless effort, especially when he was one-on-one uh, on that tackle near the goal line and just gave up on Ezekiel Elliott. That was a bad look, and it cost him his job. Yeah, I mean, Skandrick, that was a guy – I mean, he did. A, he played well against the Jets. He had, a, he had that play against the Jets. But, I mean, remember when they brought him back and we said, you know, he was out of, no, he was out of work for a while. Guys, if you're good, you don't stay out of work for a while. And, you know, he's going to be – he's out of work again. Um Spence must be really bad if they got. I mean, they don't have any defensive tackles, and they let him go. That, that's that's pretty bad, right? That I mean, did surprise me because they were they were talking favorably about him in preseason, but for them to be as depleted as they are on the defensive line to let him go, that was an eye opener. No, that says that something's there. Uh, yeah, they they got to. I mean, it's up to their their quote unquote stars, the, the Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, you know. Barnett, first round pick, high first round pick. They have to carry the, they have to play like their salaries indicate that they should play. You know, Fletcher Cox makes a lot of money. Brandon Graham signed a new deal. Barnett was a first round pick. They have to play like it. They have to earn that that nice paycheck that they get every Monday. And right now, I don't think anyone any one of the three. Graham's probably been the best of the three. Fletcher Cox is a great player, but he's not having a great season. What do you think about this story that Howard Eskin broke about Alshon Jeffrey being a dissenting voice to reporters in the locker room, blaming Carson Wentz for the lack of offensive output? And number one, do you put any credence in the story? And number two, 
you know, why does a guy like us can even have access to the players like this? And, you know, it, it, and he's going to, now he's going to blow his cover in the locker room because nobody's going to talk to him anymore. Exactly. That was a bad, that, that was terrible. You know, I mean, here's the funny, I, here's how I take that read. So Eskin has an unnamed source telling him who Josina Anderson's unnamed source was. Uh, really? Uh, really? So, I mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, everybody was connecting the dots to Alshon because everybody knows Joe, Josina Anderson, who's a, who I think is a very fine re- reporter for ESPN. I, I don't know her real well, but we are paths have crossed more than once. I've never had any problems with her. I think, she, I think she does a nice job. But she broke the story when Alshon signed with the Eagles. So now when she quotes an unnamed source saying this, this, and this about the Eagles, everyone just kind of connected the dots to, to Alshon. I don't think it, to be honest, and I'm, I'm not there. I'm not as close as I once was. I'm not sure it was that. Why would a wide receiver say stuff like we're not throwing the ball downfield enough? We, we need to check down more. That's not what wide receivers say. Right? It didn't, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I agree. I mean, I, I really don't Alshon know. Alshon did deny that it was him, by the way, I mean, when, when he was asked, which of course he is. That's another thing. Writers asking out, were you the unnamed source? Is he going to say yes? <laughs> if he was, if he's going to say yes, he would have put his name on it at the beginning, right? So the whole story, the whole thing is kind of somebody said it. Josina did not make it up. Let's get that clear. She's not that kind of re- reporter. Somebody told her this. She she went with it. Um, but for Howard, and, and, and nothing against Howard, I am I don't have any axe to grind with Howard. I, we always got along as well as anybody can get along with Howard, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, but I mean, he, he really shouldn't. He really shouldn't have gone out with that. I don't think that was his job or anybody's job to to say who someone else's source is. Because that because yeah. that mean all right. Well, who was Howard? And I want to know. So now it's my job to find out who told Howard that it was outside, right? Well, all that does is create an adversarial relationship in the locker room between media and players. And you know now the players are going to be reticent to give real information to reporters because they feel they got burnt. I know Malcolm yeah. Jenkins was offended when he was asked if he was the source of, you know, those comments. And uh, it's just a bad situation. So we have about a minute left. Let's talk about this tough schedule coming up. We're at Buffalo this week. They're a good team, great defense. The weather looks like it's not going to cooperate. Could be another tough day for the Eagles offense. We're home against the Bears, who are not the team that a lot of people thought they were going to be. They got undressed by the Saints on Sunday. I don't know if you saw much of that game. But I did see that game, actually. The Saints absolutely pounded them physically in Chicago, which is something that was really surprising. And then they had the bye week, and then we're home against New England. New England's New England. And then Seattle. So uh, we're out of time, Mark. It's always great visiting with you, and uh, hope everybody joins us next week for another edition of the Burn Braves. Take care, everybody. All right.